On today's episode, how on earth are you supposed to raise children surrounded by today's sexual morality? And we have a big announcement for the next episode. All that and more on today's episode of Sit Down with Sky and Preston. Okay, we're back. And today's episode is a dense one. It's a big one. Yeah. This is a like a question that we get a lot and feel very underqualified to give answers to, but at the same time have a lot of feelings about. Yeah. We have a lot of opinions, but we don't have a lot of kids. <laughs> yeah. So. so like I have two children, one of them <laughs> I, I I never I never know how to not be so cavalier about this. One of them is heaven the other (laughs) is seven months old and so i definitely don't have a lot of experience so we just wanted to give that caveat at the beginning and again we're just trying to give some general advice about how to just fortify your kids against everything that they'll encounter about topics we've talked about yeah just in general not not just lgbt kids yeah about teaching any kid about all of these issues lgb kids what did you say did I say it wrong? <laughs> I don't know. It just I don't sounded know. I funny. Clip it sometimes. Like the ac- like you added kids to the acronym or something. <laughs> LGB kids. <laughs> or that sounds like a children's program. I hope not. Or like PBS kids. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> at the at the onset here, we I just wanted to just a little reminder. I always say this at the end, but I feel like some of you stop listening, and which is very rude. You should listen till the very last second. But just a reminder to follow us on social media. Um, I post clips on there and um, like quotes from podcast episodes. Um, So follow us on Instagram or we're on Twitter or TikTok or Facebook Mm -hmm. as well. So just a reminder about that. Yep. Um, Right. What advice do we have? Before we jump into that, maybe we should give a little um, update on your audio book. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the audiobook has been finished editing. It's done with the editing process. Sky has finished that. Um, so I have submitted it to Audible um, through their program. And so like any day now, um, it should go live. So keep an eye on social media. We'll post Speaking about it. Speaking of social media, we'll post about it Yep. when it's live. I know we've heard of some people waiting for the audiobook to read it. So mm-hmm. it is coming out very soon. Yep. Um, and... One of my favorite parts while editing it was <laughs> you handled it so well. Oh, no. But apparently you, you like all of a sudden stopped and you're like, sorry, Sky, there's a spider crawling. Oh, on my, my gosh. On my foot or something. I know. It's because we, we live in a basement apartment and we just get a lot of spiders. <laughs> so, yeah, I literally was like, hold on, Sky, there's a spider in the room. <laughs> I was so impressed with it. I would have like screamed oh. probably. Karen th- thinks I screamed still. I'm like, no, I, you heard the <laughs> you recording. Very I kept well. my cool and I killed that sucker. <laughs> yeah, you did. I lost his cousin later that week, but I, I got him. You you killed what? You lost his cousin? Yeah. There, oh, there's spiders in our basement. Like you home. tried to kill it? And yeah, I tried to kill it. the different one later that week and okay. I lost him, but okay. I got the other guy. Well, you handled it very well. <laughs> I was just laughing while editing. <laughs> That would not have been me. I, I, I'm the one that my wife goes to to kill spiders, but I still don't like them. Like, I'm the one that kill. I'm the one in the relationship that kills the spiders, but yeah. I still hate them. I'm the one that poisons the household because I spray raid on everything <laughs> that crawls. Well, I grew up in St. George, which has a lot of cockroaches. Absolutely which not. I, I'm kind of used to more. I still don't like them, but spiders are still. 
higher on the list anyway. Yeah. Um, okay, so again, like I said at the beginning, this is a, a very um, like a topic that we're very passionate about, and my wife is Amanda. She's even more passionate about this. Like she spends the majority of her time researching and learning about child development and like contemporary issues that our children face. Mm-hmm. Um, and so th- that's kind of what, um, oh, never mind. I was going to tease that. That was kind of a tease of our announcement. <laughs> never mind. I'll talk about that later. Well, at the end, we'll, we'll give the announcement. You're such a tease. I know. I know they're going to be wondering <laughs> what the announcement is. It's almost like that's the point. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, we're we're uh, both very passionate about this, but we and we talk about it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah. o- on the onset here, you had a good idea of like what is kind of number 1 when overarching piece of advice we would give is as parents get on and stay on the covenant path. Um there is power from God available to us as individuals when we are on the covenant path. I'm not talking about make yourself perfect today but make perfection your goal through Jesus Christ and his gospel. And you will have power to face whatever comes your way in your life. Um, and if that's fortifying your kids against the ills of today, that that's just as applicable. Like you get on the path and stay on it uh, because you're, you're going to, you're part of the problem if you're off the path. Like, yeah, it sounds very obvious, but it's, it, it's worth saying. It's worth saying because, um, I, I think, like, I think that is fairly common of like hoping to lead people on a path that you are not on You're it's going to be fruitless. Mm-hmm. And so the reason we wanted to say that first is you'll see that throughout the rest of the things that we say on this episode is you need as the parent to solidify your own understanding of certain things before you can help anybody else, but especially your kids. So, um, just keep an eye out. That principle is going to be repeating itself over and over again. Is yeah. you, you get on the path and stay on it so that you can have God's power. Um, learn it yourself so that you can help somebody else learn it too. Yeah. Um, and another piece of that is uh, it's so important to stay informed with what your kids are going through. Because mm-hmm. I know it's such like I have, I, I often want to just kind of shield myself from things that are out there because it's easier to pretend like they don't exist. Um, but the problem with that is whether or not you want to acknowledge um, all of these things that our, our kids are faced with, they are going to come across it no matter what. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's not like your, your um, unwillingness to learn about these issues is not going to prevent your children from running across them. It's just going yeah. to make you less prepared. Yep. And ignorance is easily manipulated. So don't insist on your own ignorance and certainly help your children overcome their ignorances about these things over time. Yeah. I think I've mentioned this before, but there's just a very common story that I have seen time and again of a, um, like a very nice parent, like very nice family with parents who just want to do what's right. Um, and there may be a child who starts to embrace more radical ideas about sexuality and um, things like this, and then slowly push the envelope with with the parents. Um, 
And those parents not wanting to ruffle feathers just kind of little by little go along with what their child is saying because they want to be compassionate, um, which is a good thing to want to be. But that, like we've talked about before, um, that compassion sometimes is misplaced and can lead to very dire circumstances. Mm -hmm. Just complicates the issue. Mm -hmm. One one issue that um, kind of falls into this camp, my um, wife Amanda and I, we have been reading a book called Irreversible Damage by Abigail Schreier. And it is, um, it's been kind of controversial. It, I believe for a time it was taken off Amazon, um, mm-hmm. but I believe it's back because we listened to it on Audible. Um, but it's just about the um, transgender issues, especially regarding um, teen girls and how um it's a very like it's a very complicated issue with a lot of factors but the more activist types want to simplify it to a very reductive like if you if your child is showing signs of being transgender the only solution is to allow them to socially or medically transition Mm -hmm. otherwise they like in the extreme scenarios and the extreme those, those extreme activists will say, otherwise your child may kill themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's very like black and white. Um, but this book has just really opened up our eyes to how how complicated this issue is um, and how important it is to understand things like this. Because it's, it's, again, one of those issues that I don't love talking about it. I don't like because, because it does bring so much vitriol your way and like mm-hmm. people get so angry about it and rightly so like there there are high stakes and it's, it's a very emotional topic but it, it's still important to learn about these things and to like to speak out about um the eternal na- eternal nature of of gender from mm-hmm. a religious or like from an, an eternal perspective well the knowledge is power like in my own life learning about sexuality and learning about my mental illness, PTSD, um, learning more about those topics gave me more power and control and choice regarding those topics. And so um, whatever issues may face you and your family and you and your kids, learn everything you can about it. Um, Stay informed, stay curious, and that way you can have more power and control and choices because of your knowledge. And it's also important to to be informed so that you can, um, in, in like the case of transgenderism, to help your children identify those those actors who are very emotionally manipulative mm-hmm. and like will um, metaphorically hold a he- like hold a gun to your head, an, an emotional manipulative tactic of holding a gun to your head and um, and saying this is how it's going to be or else. Mm-hmm. Like you, it's important to be able to identify people like that, so you can help your children identify those people as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And so one of the main points that I've been thinking of in preparation for this was just then, therefore, teach doctrine too. Like learn and teach doctrine. Not only should you learn about and be informed about what issues your child may encounter in life, but also learn the doctrine so that you can then teach the doctrine to your children. Um, There's a very important analogy that the best way to spot counterfeit money is to study real money. 
there are all kinds of ways to make a copy of something. But if you know what the real thing should look like, you're much more equipped to spot a fake. Um, there's like a, a story that's been going around on social media about that very idea. It's like you study the real thing and then any counterfeit or copy um, with its slight deviations will be much more recognizable. And so the same thing here. Stay informed on doctrine and learn it yourself so that you can then turn around and teach your children that and they'll be able to spot mistruth as well. Mm-hmm. And and be like curious. Ask a lot of questions of your children, mm-hmm. what they're learning at school or what their friends are saying. Um, and like, I think I, I've seen this before, like this idea of not being shocked when your child comes to you with something mm-hmm. because if you're if your reaction is to overreact your child will be less inclined to come to you the next time mm-hmm. if they come to you and say i saw this on the computer like i ran across naked pictures or something and you are shocked or like you're you overreact then your child's going to remember that and then the next time um they're not going to want to to bring it up and so mm-hmm. they'll go to other places and there's um my our, our old um, first counselor in the bishopric, there, we just had a new bishopric called. But before that, he was talking about um, his son and how his son is a little bit more like agnostic now. And he his son was telling him about his online support communities that share similar ideas. And um, the member of the bishopric was talking about this and how like no matter what your beliefs are, you will be able to find a support system online for mm-hmm. that for that belief. Yep. No matter how outrageous nowadays because of technology, you have some wacko idea or maybe something more innocuous, but you're going to find people that agree with you yeah. online. <laughs> <laughs> so it's important to be curious and like ask a lot of questions and, and don't let... <laughs> I just remember in my early years when I was... Very, very early on, like cu- curious, I was I was seeking out pornography um, in like very rudimentary ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just remember and that was before I knew that you could like delete pr- browsing history. <laughs> and so my mom um, confronted me and and asked, she was like, so we we found this on the computer and I just wanted to ask you about this. And then she just talked about like the evils of pornography and and the dangers of it and I was really good at that age of just like brushing off anything my parents say or anything <laughs> that they like said teenager. um <laughs> and I would just I would just kind of shut down and just like not want to talk and I would just like oh yeah 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 okay okay and just not have any sort of conversation I would just brush it off um and so I was really good at postponing conversations. Mm. My mom tried, like she tried to to have a conversation, but I wasn't like, I wasn't willing to do that. Um, and unfortunately it turned out like someone else in my family was also seeking out porn. Um, and that person came and like, I guess admitted to it. Mm-hmm. And so I was let, let off the hook, which was, like bad long-term bad mm-hmm. for my growth. Um, and, and I don't blame my parents because they like, they did their, their part. They were curious and they asked questions and they taught the principles. Um, but I was just so good at, I guess, skirting away from that. 
mm-hmm. and like not having the conversation. I was really good at stopping conversations in their tracks. <laughs> yep. Which is why I, one of the principles that I kind of honed in on too was teaching repentance. Like you're going to mess up in this process. Your kids are going to mess up in this process. There's no way to come out of this unspotted from the world. <laughs> like it's a scriptural term. Like there's no way to come out with clean hands um, unless you know how to repent through faith in Jesus Christ. And um, that's why like repentance needs to be learned by the parent and demonstrated um, so that kids learn how to repent. I mean, I, I wish this was a principle that I understood better um, growing up, but there's just so many misconceptions about what repentance is and how to go about it that a lot of times we're missing out on a lot of the power that could be ours if we knew how to more effectively repent. So learn repentance and teach it and demonstrate it so that we can quickly rebound when we've made mistakes so that when we're trying to have these conversations and maybe they don't go so well, um, we know how to repent and again, get back on track with the Lord and invite his spirit and power to be with us. Mm-hmm. You, you, again, you need repentance because you, yeah, you're, we're all going to mess up. Right. And you mentioned before, and like while we were planning about how, the idea of repentance is it's like an event rather than a process or, or a mindset. I think a mindset is a better way of looking at it, how it's repentance is a continuous, continuous process. Mm-hmm. Like it's just the mindset of accepting responsibility for something that you did and then having a sincere desire to change and to do better rather than just, I did something bad. I need, like, I have to talk to my bishop now. Yeah. And and so many people think it's just that. Yeah. Of just talking to your bishop and, and then that's it. Or yeah. like forgetting that your bishop is sometimes the middleman who's supposed to make sure that a relationship between you and Christ is being facilitated. Like that's his job is to help bridge that gap, it's, particularly when there's something more grievous that needs to be handled. But yeah, he's not, he's a means to the end. You need to learn to talk to God about these things and put yourself right before God, take responsibility for your bad choices and then learn and grow and heal and help others heal from whatever damage you may have caused. But then also an important part of repentance too is being clean like that's what's on the other side of repentance is that's that's how we get clean again Uh, we won't achieve perfection in a week but we can be clean um thankfully because of again faith unto repentance and covenants and the sacrament things that have been provided for us again the power is there if we would just consciously learn of it and um intentionally tap into it Mm -hmm. and we don't need to like we don't need to be um, embarrassed or ashamed of our beliefs. Mm-mm. I think that's a tendency sometimes with with parents is um, or just with anyone when when like presenting truth, we feel like we have to have all these caveats of like this is the truth, but like it's good because X Y Z. Whereas truth, like who was it, Elder Bednar? I think it was Elder Bednar talked about how truth doesn't need to necessarily be defended. Like truth just needs to be 
told, shared. Right. Yeah. And like we can be graceful and and tactful in how we present it, mm-hmm. but we don't need to shy away from like this is the doctrine. Marriage between a man and a woman is ordained of God. That's it. Like we we don't have to say but like but it's okay like I don't know what I'm trying to say. Well, I I mean, we can all think of in individual experiences that we've had where again a truth is said and then again caveats are presented well like sometimes some people don't do this and then we need to be but we need to be loving and then but we also need to bear testimonies it's just like we overcomplicated it with too many principles at once just teach a truth and let it sit Mm -hmm. and and i think your children will pick up on like if if you are so um, frantic about how you go about it and like so careful when teaching doctrine um, your children will pick up on that and, and and start thinking like oh is this something that's bad like my, my parents are so reserved when they when they talk about these things are like are they bad mm-hmm. um, I just yeah I, I just think of um the so but when we were planning or uh, when i was planning i was just looking at the the church has in the gospel library app has this section of how to address hard topics with children um uh, and and it had things on sexuality and one of them was same sex attraction mm-hmm. and i went to it and like show the camera it's just like so short and I was, at first i was so surprised at how little there was and how it didn't really address anything head on. It just talked about God loves you. These are his expectations, but he loves you. And like, this is what he wants for you. Mm. And I got thinking about that and how wise that is. Like we, the doctrine is very simple. We, we, I think we like to overcomplicate these issues Mm -hmm. And talk about them as if the gospel is different for every single person. Yeah. A word I've seen a lot on social media that's starting to get on my nerves is nuanced. Mm. A lot of people want to use that word to overly complicate something. Mm -hmm. When really it's just, are you learning and adhering to truth or not? You don't really get to cherry pick these things. So, uh... Stop complicating it. <laughs> it, it, it you're just like we've talked, Sky's talked about this better in other episodes too of just you shoot yourself in the foot when you overcomplicate these issues. So I've seen that too, where it's like I'm a, my, my beliefs are more nuanced, or I'm like a nuanced member of the church. And, and it's like, what? what? It, like the, I think the, Again, like with most things, the intentions are good. You, you just want to, and, and I can understand going through some sort of faith crisis or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but having kind of that half in, half out mindset isn't going to set you up for success. success yeah. Because like you have to live these principles mm-hmm. to see their fruits. So wait, you're saying that we cannot serve God and mammon? Yes. Weird. <laughs> That's a good way to put it, Preston. Weird. It's almost like God said that He wished we were hot or cold, but if we were lukewarm, He'd spit us out. <laughs> Who wrote this? I, someone wiser than we are. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but it, it's just yeah again i can see like i can see i guess the pull toward that like some of these some of some gospel truths are hard to accept or to follow um and so it's a lot easier if we run across something that we have a hard time accepting it's it's a lot easier to just maybe not accept that part mm-hmm. rather than um fully embracing things even if we don't understand it right now yeah well and, and that's why it's really important again as parents learn the doctrine lean into that um and then don't try and explain things we don't know. Like there's so many things that we don't know that the church hasn't taken a hard stance on because we don't know. And we're not going to pretend to know some of these things until we do know. So stick to what we do know. And again, that's where you'll find the most power. And it's usually something much simpler um, than we initially may make it out to be. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, that's just speaking from decade of, adulthood and personal experience with myself like others helping me overcome my problems and then in turn trying to help others it's it's usually really simple satan will try and complicate things so that your choices are more muddled whereas god makes it real simple and that way we have much clearer choices and i just want to emphasize that like this isn't to isn't to bash on those who are struggling with their faith no it's just a reminder that like the the very cause and effect nature of the gospel how keep this commandment and this is and then this is the blessing if you like you can't ignore commandments and expect the blessing or expect not to face mm-hmm. that natural consequence yeah so it's just going to like we've talked about before it's going to put you in this very confusing space where it's it is a lot harder to grasp onto the gospel with, with like full force, if you are picking and choosing which commandments to follow Mm -hmm. and like being very intentional about it. Yep. So the last part that we had here is just like how in in teaching these things, Mm -hmm. the, um, I think the, the critique has always been how do, like, how do we teach these things to our children without introducing shame? Mm-hmm. Or minimizing shame as much as possible. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's a great question. <laughs> yeah, we we have a few ideas of things that have helped us individually and whatnot. But the idea here is like, how do we reduce shame? In talking specifically about sexuality, I think, mm-hmm. um, because I that's very common. Like I thinking back to my upbringing, I had a lot of, I felt a lot of shame about. Um, my sexuality in general, not just like my attraction to guys, just sexuality in general and my body, like the normal teenage things to go through mm-hmm. were very present. And I just got thinking of what caused those or like why I felt that those ways and what I want to teach our children um, going forward to help curb that. Mm-hmm. Um I think one one that we talked about and have come across like other experts advice that they've given and it, even the resources from the church have mm-hmm. have mentioned this is really important too. Yeah, th- that same section just talked about using the correct names for body parts. 
um, instead of saying like, this is your hoo-ha. Yeah. Or your what was <laughs> your family? I won't, I won't share. It's just dumb <laughs> names that people okay. sometimes use for uh, body parts. Dingle dangle, like just <laughs> using the the appropriate names like penis and vagina and all these that like when you're a kid they're kind of dirty words or like funny words. Um, but it's important to um, like to use the, the appropriate names so they don't become such a taboo thing. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and what's funny is, like, from my experience, because they were, like, we don't talk about that, <laughs> I I would learn slang words for these things at school. And so I, my brain would um, associate certain body parts with their slang names and not their correct anatomical terms because the correct anatomical terms were bad to say. Mm-hmm. But all the slang was funny to hear at school <laughs> or, or or it was really crass, but it's just I heard it a lot. And so it's just that's what my brain started associating with all these things. And so, yeah, it kind of shot me in the foot for a while of like <laughs> no we don't talk about that um or just we didn't talk about it often so it was i don't know it was just always weird to use the correct anatomical terms and then then it, that just creates a sense of like well we don't talk about that <laughs> which i i don't think that's necessarily what my parents perception would be of the experiences like i think they tried to talk to us about these things but again it just created a weird space for both of us <laughs> My sweet mom, it just reminds me of a story. She, um, just like the sweetest lady. And so, um, just like innocent and nice and, um, just wants the best for everyone. But she, um, we, so our son Milo obviously passed away and we created this book of his life, like a children's book with, um, a story of his life. And before my wife was pregnant with Remy, um, she was pregnant with a baby that she ended up miscarrying. But for that pregnancy, we used the book to announce our pregnancy. Mm. So at the end, it said something like, and Milo is going to be a big brother or something like that. Um, But we had my mom read it in front of all of the, um, like all of my nieces and nephews, all of her grandchildren. And there's this one part where we, we just, (laughs) we always commented on, Milo's tiny little tic tac penis because, <laughs> because was, he was preemie. He was a preemie. He was one and a half pounds, and so it was literally the size of a tic tac. <laughs> and so in in the book, we we said that like we used that word, penis. And my when my mom got to that, she like just got so red in the face, and she's like, "I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that word." But credit to my mom, she she thought about it for a second. She's like, "No, I know. Like we need to say these things." So she corrected herself and she Mm. ended up saying it. So, well, and here's yet another prime example of like, if you're not willing to talk about it, your kids will find people that are willing to talk about it. Um, And those are usually the people you should not trust (laughs) to talk to your kids about it (laughs) Um, because they will find them online. Uh So, yes, you got to get comfortable with these topics, which, again, knowledge is usually power here. Um, learn all you can about it and then you'll have the power to then teach it to other people but Mm -hmm. if you don't they will find somebody that will and I'm so grateful that the church is like increasing in its resources about these topics like 30 years ago I don't think our parents had the resources that we have now and so use those resources Um, last year at BYU's education week I one of the classes that I attended was on 
sexuality in marriage was like the first two days. And then the last two days were like how to then teach it to adolescents. And it was so helpful. And they had like a whole list of different resources that are out there, different books and whatnot that that are more trustworthy, that aren't as crass or worldly in their um, opinions. Um, they're more scientific and doctrinal. And so super helpful. Where I'm like, where was this when I was a teenager? This would have been so helpful. Because uh-huh. um, just I, I, I understand that like resources were not what they are now. Mm-hmm. So just learn all you can. Stay educated, even on these topics, too. Well, and we were talking beforehand about how, like, with the advent of social media, there was a definite jump of, like, Mm -hmm. all of these issues not only increasing in intensity, but all of a sudden being out there in the open for anyone. Mm -hmm. So there's a huge jump that our parents just were completely blindsided by. And, like, I don't foresee that something that drastic happening happening with our children like from now to when our children are older i don't see anything that big i agree i i feel like the only thing that can change now is that sin will just be more and more popular Mm -hmm. um which i mean we've already seen that shift just within the last five years or i mean we can go a little bit further like what 12 years ago when i was a senior in high school and prop eight was um like a big thing or is that 14 years ago now whatever it's like i remember when that hit and it it was pretty close to neck and neck of who believed what. And now it seems like the scale has shifted widely in the other direction. And I mean, that's just 10, 10 plus years. So I feel like it'll just get more and more popular to sin, but I don't think like the technology will help it along any more than it already has again, because of technology and the internet and smartphones in our hands, like, access to bad ideas and opportunities to sin just abound and i don't think i feel like we've like plateaued with coming up with ideas for how to (laughs) sin um i feel like again if you if you want to find sin you're going to find it and if you want to find a community of people that will sin with you and affirm you in it you will find them online like i I don't think we're going to invent anything new there it's just going to become more and more popular. <laughs> so I hope we don't eat our words. <laughs> I know. I would love to be wrong on that one. Yeah. Please prove me wrong, world. <laughs> Doubt it. God's going to have to come turn the oven on before anything uh, slows down. But <laughs> um, that's me being a <laughs> dramatic. An, oh, yeah. uh, an optimist or a <laughs> pessimist? Um, well, I'm optimistic that Christ will come and fix a lot of these things. But yeah. well, here's the, the thing. Meantime, I... Like I am more optimistic. I'm, I'm afraid, but optimistic, like scared because we know that things are going to continue to get harder and worse, Mm -hmm. but optimistic because like you said, we have more resources and all of it is out there on the open. Mm -hmm. And so like we have access to, we see these ideas out there just like readily available for anyone, which is scary. Like it, our children are going to be introduced to these things more easily but at the same time we can we can equip them with more resources and tools to handle those things yep and one that just came to my mind was the book of mormon i taryn and i are reading it again right now together but i mean i've read it so many times in my life but it's just the last time i read through it like um in 2020 to 2021 i was like what this is like, um, it's a talking about our day. Like it was just like so obvious. The parallels 
are becoming more and more clear. Um, so, I mean, that's a great resource too mm-hmm. of just how do you live in a sinful society? Well, like there's several examples of that in the Book of Mormon. How do you live when there's wars and rumors of wars? Well, there's several examples of that in the Book of Mormon. So it's just use that resource as well of just how do you stay faithful to Christ in a wicked world? I just want to give a brief shout out to um, that. We've talked before about this account, Scripture Plus. Mm-hmm. I um, love that account. Yeah, I finally downloaded the app and it's really cool. Like it's it's this app. It's just called Scripture Plus and... It is like it has all the scriptures and then as you're scrolling, um, it'll like show on the side. It'll kind of highlight what part you're at and what part they have resources for. Okay. So you'll get to a point. There are just multiple times. I just downloaded it yesterday, but I was reading this like the very first part of the Book of Mormon and I came across something. I was like, why did they like, why does it word it that way? And I looked at. The notes and what do you know they addressed that very thing mm-hmm. so anyway just brief shout out like there's resources cool out app. there yep <laughs> resources to help i think part two that's important worth noting is leveraging those good resources then to like help foster strengths in your kids i i mean one of the greatest i think tools that your your kid you obviously and then your kids as well will have against all of this is their spiritual gifts and and the th- the truths of the the gospel of Jesus Christ. So of course, like we've said, teach doctrine and learn it. Um, but also learn about your spiritual gifts and your kids' spiritual gifts and help foster those strengths um, that can give them purpose, um, which will help them avoid temptation and distraction. That can give them hope and something to work on, and um, and again something to then turn around and contribute back. To society and as dnc 46 says everybody at least has one um the spirit has given everybody at least one gift and so learn what those are and and help your children discover what theirs are so that they can be compensated for all that they'll face yeah and and another piece of advice that um my wife always runs across with all of the research she does about child rearing is to like be very specific in the compliments to your children. Um, like you said, recognizing their gifts and be, then being very specific about what you choose to compliment them on. Mm-hmm. So instead of like, you did such a good job, be more specific of like, I can, I can see you really worked hard to complete this project. Or um, like you did a really good job at XYZ. Just being more specific with your praise of your children can go a long way. Um, and not focusing on the things that they can't control as much, mm-hmm. um, such as like appearance and things like that. We can be yeah more specific about like our praise of our children. Mm-hmm. Um, Helps focus on character and choices rather than you have pretty eyes, which they can't even control. <laughs> which is like a, still a nice compliment to get. But if we focus on those things, those become the focus and like Mm -hmm. that that becomes what the the child sees value in Mm -hmm. rather than their like their personality traits or their good character Mm -hmm. but just backing up a little bit i was just i just kept thinking of like uh, something that we get a lot from listeners is just kind of um what's the word like coming to, to us a little bit down um, and 
bringing up how common it is or like how many people they know who have left the church or um, are losing their faith, like how common that is. And it just gets me thinking about one of the like saddest or most depressing, I think, scriptures is many are called but few are chosen. Mm. Like that sober reality is um, kind of scary, but like yeah. important to understand when we when we realize that like not to bolster ourselves up ourselves up as the only thing right and true in this world but just understanding that like the covenant path is very narrow for a reason and we need to do everything that we can to maintain that path and help others into the path um but like we can't get discouraged when others choose a different path mm-hmm. and we don't need to cut ties with them. We don't need to hate them or see them as a, the enemy or anything like that. Um, but if we really believe these things again, like we talked about earlier, we don't need to be ashamed of these things. Like we don't need to adopt others beliefs in order to get along with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, just understanding that, there will inevitably be a, a disagreement. That doesn't mean it'll be a fight, but it's just just know you're going to disagree with people um, when you stand for for truth. And I mean, Sky was just referencing Doctrine and Covenants twenty one or one twenty one. Um, uh, that idea about many being called but few chosen, and it it talks about why that happens, um, but then also how to like the other side, like of those that are chosen, why are they chosen? And again, it's all the Christ-like attributes. It's because they're persuasive, they're long-suffering, they're gentle, they're meek, they love unfeigned, meaning they don't fake liking people and loving people. They genuinely love people. Um, They're kind, they have pure knowledge. They don't act with hypocrisy, meaning they don't pretend to be something that they're not. Um, They're without guile. They reprove betimes with sharpness, which means they they correct immediately. Um, and then afterward, they show an increase of love so that the person doesn't think that they're enemies. And says that they have virtue and charity. So, it's, I mean, yeah, again, like these are things that we've talked about in other podcast episodes. But developing those attributes in yourself will, again, help you foster those attributes in others particularly your children so mm-hmm. that and, gives me a lot of hope yeah and like the the critique a lot of the times is oh you like members of the church think you're so much better than everyone else but when you read that you realize that that like the phrase few are chosen being chosen quote-unquote is a choice that we have it's not like mm-hmm. god favors <laughs> people or like sets some up for success and some he doesn't like he he's not a respecter of persons he's, yeah. he doesn't pick I ha- favorites that's so funny you say that because in, in the margins of that scripture i have a note that says um many are called but few have chosen mm. because again it's up to us <laughs> whether or not we're going to take up these opportunities to be good mm-hmm. um and then like the opposite being like you cover your sin you gratify your pride you have vain ambition you want control and dominion and compulsion over people 
Um, so it's just like all, the opposite of all these attributes is where we run into problems. Um, those things are not going to help you. They're not going to help your kids. Um, no matter what other people are doing, again, you're going to encounter disagreement, but that right. doesn't give you permission to be this control freak and um, domineering, angry, contentious person. <laughs> like that, That's not going to help either. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw this article today. I didn't read it, but I saw the post. And I liked the idea. Um, it was about modesty and how um, like the... The commentary right now has been that women aren't responsible for men's thoughts. And that's a true principle. Um, and like women aren't responsible if they dress in modestly, they're still not responsible for men's thoughts. That's also true. But at the same time, that doesn't like get rid of modest the, the benefits or like the good aspects of modesty standards. Just because one thing is true that like men are responsible for their own thoughts. That doesn't mean that women can dress in whatever they want. And like, there are no consequences ever. Mm -hmm. So it's just like that, that principle of, um, two things can be true at once. And, and you're going to affect the people around you based on your choices. That's unavoidable. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's where we can end it for today. (laughs) Just get on the covenant path and stay on it. Pray your guts out and it'll be okay in the end. (laughs) (laughs) There's a, there's a good positive. You'll have power to help. Um, Will your children always take you up on that offer? No. In the same way that you haven't always taken God up on the offer, but we strive, Mm -hmm. we, we try and we repent when we mess up (laughs) and we try again. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, for next episode for next, next not next week, but the following week, um, we have successfully coerced our wives into agreeing to join us for an episode. <laughs> Do you like how I worded that? Uh, it's not totally inaccurate, it's not. though. But um, we finally got Amanda um, and my wife, Taryn, to agree to join us for the next episode. Mm-hmm. And they, um, they have, a, like, we always have really good conversations after Beforehand. the podcast or yeah, before or, or afterward yeah <laughs> and so we just wanted to like bring them on because they like us like they don't like the spotlight at all but they have such good ideas and mm-hmm. everyone always asks about like when can we hear from your wives and so yep so they will be here for the next episode so in the next couple of weeks please post whatever questions you may have mm-hmm. for us or our wives um and that way we can come prepared what do you want to hear from that's yeah and that's what it'll be is just basically a question and answer and mm-hmm. we might go a little bit longer um i don't know just because there's four of us but mm-hmm. we're gonna cram us into this little room hopefully yeah <laughs> but we're excited for that so look out for that next week and remind reminder to follow us on social media and like the episode or i mean <laughs> subscribe on apple Podcasts or spotify and rate the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And keep an eye out for audiobook announcements mm-hmm. and review that too. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like and review that. However you do that on Amazon. I don't know. And here's our Venmo so you can send us your money Stop. too. <laughs> no. <laughs> Jokes. Okay, we'll see you in the next one. Bye.